Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast for today. Hope for today is the podcast where we seek for a sure hope. True hope is found in God, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and in the scriptures. The verse for this podcast is Romans 15, 4. It says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So this verse teaches us if we're going to have patience and comfort and hope, then we need to learn the scriptures. And so that's the purpose of this podcast. 1 Peter 1.3 says that we've been begotten again unto a lively hope or a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So as we learn the scriptures... We are, it is going to fuel that hope. And we know it is not a vain or worthless or empty hope because of the proof of the resurrection of Christ. That's what makes it work. That's what makes it valuable. Okay, so today we're going to be looking in Ephesians chapter number five. We've been going through the book of Ephesians. We took a break over the Christmas uh, holidays. Hope you enjoyed your break. We're back together again. Have you ever hurt your back? Um, I hurt my back over the Christmas holidays. um, And it is, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you injure it from years ago and then something happens and it just kind of flares up. And boy, you just move a little bit differently when you have that internal When you have that internal problem, everything on the outside looks the same. It's not as if you've lost a limb or lost an eye. Physically, you look the same, but because of that problem inside, that pain inside, you move very gingerly. That's our word for today, right? Um, You can tell somebody's hurt their back. They, They walk a certain way. They move a certain way. They're very, very careful with it. And The Bible teaches us that when somebody trusts Christ as their Savior, they're given a new nature, a new new birth, right? The Bible says in uh, John chapter number 3 and verse 16, um, it's described that we must be born again in John chapter 3 and verse number 7. And then in verse number 16, it describes that we are born again by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. And so when we're going through Ephesians chapter number five, it begins to describe the behavior of someone who has this new nature. What does it mean? I think this is where a lot of confusion comes from nowadays. A lot of times the world interprets spirituality through feelings, through um, mental health. And we need to understand that though that can be a part of the effect of salvation, uh, God really describes the new birth as a change in direction in life and a change of heart, okay? So it says in Ephesians 5 and verse 5, for this ye know that no whoremonger, uh, that just means a person who is engaging in sexual activity outside of marriage, right? Uh, Nor unclean person, That means kind of as the opposite of a clean person or a holy person, right? Just engaging in behavior and in in thoughts and in uh, words that God would not agree with, right? So unholy behavior, really. Unclean person, nor covetous man. 
Um, a Christian should be content. He should not be covetous. doesn't mean that it's wrong for us to desire something um, and to want to buy something new, but it means that uh, a Christian is, is not typified by um, that he has to have or she has to have the, this, this thing, and it's this all-encompassing desire uh, like a lust that just, um, you know, absolutely replaces God. And we know that because it says no covetous man who is an idolater, right? So that's this person who is a, uh, it's, it's someone who just, they, they have to have success. They have to have that item or that house or that position, uh, covetous, right? It's something that they, they fall down and they'll worship. They'll do anything. They'll sacrifice anything to get that. And our worship should be directed to God. We're supposed to love the Lord with all our heart, right? And so we understand that um, this is what it's talking about when it's describing a saved person. It says, uh, it says that these hath uh, any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And, and so it says uh, that these people, they don't have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So it's describing lost people. It's not describing saved people, right? So we've got the contrast here um, once again with the internal problem of my back healing up, there is a huge difference in the way someone moves who has back problems and those who don't, or those that have been healed, um, or it's healed up, right? Uh, maybe they've been to the chiropractor, they've given time, whatever it may be, there's a huge difference. And so, um, we can see that there is a big difference. Okay. Um, so we have to accept that we're going to have competing desires and competing natures. When we get saved, it's describing the behavior of someone who is not saved. So our typical uh, habitual behaviors are going to change because God has given us a new heart. Now we need to understand, this is really important for us to understand as a Christian. God does not replace our heart, okay? He awakens the new nature inside of us. He gives us a new nature. Now we know that because it says in Ephesians 2 and verse 1, and you hath he quickened. Now that King James word quickened means made alive. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. We know that saved people sin, okay? Um, And we know that because in John chapter 1 and verse number, 1 John chapter 1 and verse number 8. So 1 John, this is in the the back of your Bible. 1 John 1 and verse 8 and 9. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There there are some among uh, who claim to be Christians who say that these verses are, are describing salvation and not these are not verses for the saved and that we no longer have to confess our sin. That is completely incorrect. When you look at the book of 1 John, it is specifically um, written to saved, my little children, right? Uh, on and on and on and on and on it goes in the book of 1 John. It is describing the new birth. It is describing the fact that Christians will sin, And it says it twice where it says in verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. In verse 10, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. We can deceive ourselves. 
we can deceive ourselves into saying, I don't have to confess my sin, even to the point, I don't sin because I'm saved. I'm, I'm sinless. God has forgiven me, perpetually forgiven. Now, we know we're, we're forgiven in the sense that God has purchased us, so we have that relationship, okay? We have that, uh, we have that, new, that new birth. We have that, uh, the, that, that new set of desires, right? Uh, if, 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 no, if we don't have the Spirit, we are none of His, right? So we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. But when we do those sins, we must confess them. We must forsake them. That restores fellowship um, with, with God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Old things are passed away. That is a statement of fact in a spiritual sense God says, your past is your past. Your past is gone. God doesn't spend a lot of time dissecting our past. Okay. Well, sometimes we want to know the difference between um, human psychology and biblical spirituality. That is one of the biggest reasons. God says, your past is your past. Your past is forgiven. Your past is gone. He focuses on our new nature. He focuses on Christ. He focuses on the spiritual blessings we have in the Lord. By the way, that's not to say that all of psychology is wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that is one of the differences. When when we're looking for hope, our hope is not found in our past. Our hope is not found in trying to dissect and understand our past. Hope does not come from understanding. Hope comes from faith in Christ. Hope comes from understanding God's word, not from necessarily understanding ourselves. The, uh, the emphasis in scripture is always understand Christ, understand the new birth, understand that he's changed you. Well, the problem is sometimes we don't feel like that we're different. And that's why the word of God teaches us so much about the new birth. Salvation means change, not perfection. Now, our salvation is perfect, meaning there's nothing left to complete. As Christ said on the cross when he was dying, it is finished. When we accept Christ as our Savior, we accept a perfect Savior and a perfect salvation. But that doesn't make us immediately perfect in our behavior. We've been given a perfect new nature in our heart. The Spirit of God is now inside of our heart. We're awakened now to worship Christ. We can now pray to God. We can now understand the scripture through the Holy Spirit's help and through the help of our teachers and and preachers, okay? Um, But it doesn't mean that now that I'm saved that life is perfect or my behaviors are perfect. I'm still going to sin. The difference, and this is what it's talking about in Ephesians chapter 5, when it's saying that these will not have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God, it's saying that people who habitually participate in these behaviors have not received the Spirit of God because when you get saved, you will be changed. And it says that in verse number six, let no man deceive you with vain words for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children 
of disobedience. We have been saved from wrath through Christ. And there are people who would deceive and lie and oppose the truth that salvation changes us. Salvation does change us. We have been given a new nature. We are new creatures in Christ. Once again, let me read the verse in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Some people will deceive us into saying that people who are unsaved will not have the wrath of God come upon them. That is not true. That is not what scripture says. Um, And so we need to understand that we need to understand when we're talking about the new birth, um, the new birth means new behaviors. And when we accept Christ, we now have competing desires and competing natures. There's a part of us that wants to do right and wants to grow in godliness and holiness, that loves preaching, that loves singing praises to the Lord, that loves Christian fellowship and community, that loves a holy and righteous and clean life. And there's a part of our old nature that wants to go back and do the things we used to do and even go past that and explore those things. We have both of them. We have both. You say, well, pastor, I I don't I don't feel safe sometimes because I want to go back and do things I used to do. Okay, but do you want to go forward and love God and follow the Lord? It is the presence of both natures that really, in a lot of ways, is proof of your salvation. And it's the Spirit of God inside of you that's telling you, no, you are. Honestly, the presence of doubts... The presence of doubts and then the ministry and the comfort of the Holy Spirit together comforting us through God's word and teaching us those doubts are not true. That is great evidence that we belong to Christ. So how do we live victoriously then? Because we're about to get into fellowship with dark, don't have fellowship with darkness. We're about to get into a lot of marriage stuff. The latter half of Ephesians 5 is talking about marriage stuff. In Ephesians chapter number 6, children obey your parents. It gets into uh, boss the relationship between bosses and uh, their workers. It gets into uh, prayer and it gets into spiritual warfare, right? So how do we win this battle? We will win the battle, we will either grow in our new nature and we will grow in grace and grow in Christ, or we will fight against that and we will really, our life can typify the old nature more so than the new. Well, how do we win? You will win based on whichever one you feed the most. If I am most likely constructing an environment for myself that feeds the old nature, then I'm going to really struggle severely in living in victory, in living in hope, in living in uh, victory over the old nature. I have to construct... I have to make choices, develop habits 
where it is easier to yield to the new nature because that's the environment I've constructed with. Um, guys, when I hurt my back last week, I was actually, uh, even just to get around and make it to the next room or even to use the washroom, I had to put on a weight belt, a weightlifting belt and tighten it around my waist. And it's not that bad now. I'm fine. I'm like, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm probably 60, 70% now, but I had to construct, I had to change something in order to make it easier for me to walk. Guys, sometimes we fail spiritually because we refuse to change anything in our life that makes it easier for us to make the spiritually correct decision. And we, the, the nature that we feed is the one that's going to win. We must yield to the new or yield to the old. Which nature do you nurture? Which nature do you nurture? Which one are you telling no the most to? When, when it comes time to read your Bible, when it comes time to pray, when it comes time to attend services, listen to the podcast, which one, which, which one are you most, if we were to look at a percentage, if we were to look at a chart and we were to say, okay, the old nature and the new nature Here's all these opportunities for me to say yes to the new nature. And here's all these opportunities for me to say yes to the old nature. And if we were to have a chart and we were to tick off the boxes and how many times we say yes or no to one or the other, the yeses, the eyes have it, right? The yeses are the one, if I say yes to the new nature and I construct my environment in such a way where it's really easy for me to do this, Right, I put on that weight belt so that I can do what I got to do, and I keep it handy, so to speak. I'm going to be a spiritual person. Not perfect, but I'm going to be walking in the Spirit more often than I'm not. Okay, But if I am not willing to make those choices, and it is super easy for me to walk in the flesh and I make it extraordinarily difficult for me to walk in the spirit, I'm going to walk in the flesh most of the time. And that's the person that deals with a lot of fear, deals with a lot of doubt, deals with living with a lack of hope. Guys, God did not save us to be that way. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you in the next podcast next week. Have a wonderful day.